ಜ್ಞಾನಂಜನಶಲಾಕಾ ಚಕ್ಷುರ್ನೀಲಿತೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಹೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಕರುಣಾಸಿಂಧೋ ದೀನಬಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಕೋಪೇಶ ಕೋಪಿಕಾಂತರಾಧಾಕಾಂತನಮೋಸ್ತೆ ಸಪ್ತಕಾಂಚನ ಗೌರಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದಾವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸ್ತೆ ಪ್ರಣಮಾಮಿ ಅವಾಂಗ್ ಮಾನಸ ಗೌಚರ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಬಿಯಾಂಡ್ ಡಿಸ್ಕ್ರಿಪ್ಷನ್ ಆರ್ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡಿಂಗ್ ಬೈ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ Okay, you got that? 
Radha. Who is it? Uh, between Krishna. No, Radha and Vrinda. Radha and Vrinda. Yeah, Radha. Oh, my beloved Vrinda, where are you coming from? I am coming from the feet of Sri Hari. Where is he? In the forest on the bank of Radha What is he doing? He is learning dancing. Who is his master? Your image, Radha, revealing itself in every tree and creeper in every direction, is roaming like a skillful dancer, making him dance behind. This text is from the Govinda Lilamata of Krishnadas Kavirajmaswami. Whatever pleasure I get from tasting my love for Srimati Radharani, she tastes ten million times more than me by her love. Just as I am the abode of all mutually contradictory characteristics, so Radha's love is always full of similar contradictions. Radha's love is all-pervading, leaving no room for expansion, but still it is expanding constantly. Did you want to understand that? <laughs> yeah, right. It's illogical. Jai. There is some, certainly nothing greater than her love, but her love is devoid of pride. That is the sign of its greatness. Nothing is purer than her love, but its behavior is always perverse and crooked. And this we read, we read this this morning from teachings of Lord Chaitanya. You read, you read that? This, uh, no, sorry, I misread. All glory to Radha's love for Krishna, the enemy of the demon Mura. Mm, means Krishna is the enemy of the demon Mura, not Radha's love. It is all-pervading. It tends to increase at every moment. Although it is important, it is devoid of pride. And though it is pure, it is always beset with duplicity. This is a verse from the Dhanakili Komudi of Srila Rupa Goswami. Sri Radhika is the highest abode of that love, and I am its only object, Krishna says. I taste the bliss to which the object of love is entitled, but the pleasure of Radha, the abode of that love, is ten million times greater. That's only figurative. It's not measurable. It's, it's infinity multiplied by ten million times. Is that logical? No. There's nothing logical. It uh, defies logic. My mind races to taste the pleasure experienced by the abode, but I cannot taste it, even by my best efforts. How might I taste it? So, uh, to answer that question, Krishna comes as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Today is the day on which is celebrated the appearance in this world of Srimati Radharani, as Srila Prabhupada almost always called her. Uh, within the Vaishnav literature and in general Gorya Vaishnav culture, she is referred to as Radha or 
probably more commonly Radhika, uh, Bhakti Siddhantar Thakur, often referred to her as Rishabhanu Nandini, the, the daughter of Rishabhanu, which gives some insights into his perspectives on her. Srila Prabhupada usually called her Radharani, which means Radha, the queen, which is a known name in the Vrindavan area. Srila Prabhupada particularly emphasized this name, Radharani, Queen Radha. Srila Prabhupada didn't speak much about Radharani. Actually, he spoke a lot. I mean, if we, we, nowadays, we have this database uh, facility, so we can look up and find many times the name is mentioned. But in his general preaching, among his uh, disciples, among the general public, he mostly spoke on topics of Bhagavad Gita in which Radharani is not directly found. She's not mentioned. Uh, and on topics of Bhagavatam. Well, interestingly, in Bhagavatam, she's also not mentioned. Although Bhagavatam is considered the topmost scripture or topmost evidence of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. She's not directly mentioned, although it's the, uh, through the uh, vision of the Acharyas, we can see that she's very definitely referred to. There's no doubt about that, but she's not mentioned by name. So Srila Prabhupada was quite reticent about these topics, and even on Radhashtami, he didn't often, well, he didn't speak at length about Radharani, although he didn't ban us from doing so, and usually we do uh, speak on this day on this topic, which is so high, so high. Uh, actually, this is our only topic. It should be our only topic. Is to discuss. Can you please lift that book up? It's not so good to put it at our feet. Um, yeah, because Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, the, the general, Vaishnav, this is the general uh, official term or Sanskrit term by which we, what in English we say devotee or devotee uh, of Krishna, that's generally understood. What in America they call in the Krishnas. Isn't it? If anyone says anything about that. Hari, the Hari Krishna. Or the Hari Krishna. The Hari Krishna. Either one. But our, our own specific, or the, 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 uh, yeah, so Vaishnava is the term. Vishnu Asya Devata Iti Vaishnava. The dictionary definition is one of whose God is Vishnu is called a Vaishnava. Bhaktisthana Sanskar Thakur, uh, he said that there's a more specific term for devotees of Krishna, that's Karshna, which is gen generally means the family members of Krishna in, in uh, Dwaraka. And he said there's another term, Gurya, which you won't find in the Sanskrit. Well, you might find it in the Sanskrit actually, I didn't know. Yeah, so Gurya means, it's generally understood to mean of the land of Bengal. 
and Gauri, but it's used in only in relation to Gauriya Vaishnavas. Otherwise, the term is Bengali. Uh, when we say Gauriya, it means Gauriya Vaishnava. And Bhaktisthana Sahasrara Thakur said that Gauriya means a devotee of Radha. So, in the line of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, generally, although some we find there are devotees of, in, in the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, there were devotees of Rama, Sita Rama, and there were devotees of uh, Lakshmi Narayana, not directly in Chaitanya <coughs> Mahaprabhu's sampradaya. But all are, uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sampradaya, generally all are uh, following this, the path to Vrindavan. And in Vrindavan, Radhe Vrindavan is The queen is Radharani. Krishna is also called Vrindavananatha. I just said that personally by singing the Gurvashtaka in the Brahma Mahurta. Just by doing that, one attains the service of leaving this body, one attains the service of Vrindavananatha directly. Vrindavananatha Sakshat, Sevayavalampiha. One directly attains the service of the Vrindavananatha means the Lord of Vrindavan. But we don't hear that term very much. We hear Vrindavaneshwari. She is the queen of Vrindavan. So in, yeah, in Vrindavan and in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya, there are various uh, modes or, or, or relationships that devotees have with Krishna. When we say devotees, they don't really think of themselves as devotees. Devotee, we think of someone in this world who's practicing Krishna consciousness, but they don't, they don't really think I'm a devotee of Krishna. I'm, I'm a, a friend of Krishna. Or I'm, I'm, everyone knows I'm Krishna's mother. Yashodharani, she thinks. There's no, it's, it's, they don't really think about being a devotee because their, their whole life is Krishna. There's no sense of anything else. When we say I'm a devotee of Krishna, all Actually, we're not supposed to say that, but if we identify ourselves as devotees of Krishna, that is to differentiate us from everyone else in this world. But in Vrindavan, there is nothing else to do. There is no other existence but that of being devotee of Krishna. And everything is centered around the lila of Radha and Krishna. So, uh, Sarva rasa sa, jayo jayo jvala rasa, sarva rasa sa, the essence of all the rasas is that of the topmost resplendent love of the gopis and Krishna, and particularly of Radha and Krishna. So this is an extremely esoteric subject matter. Uh, none of us here in this room, I don't, no, don't, I don't want to make any offenses, but... Probably a safe guess. <laughs> it's a pretty safe guess that none of us are qualified to discuss this, which is why we don't usually discuss it. But on the other hand, sometimes we should discuss it in an appropriate manner. We should discuss. <clears throat> Actually, all the time we should discuss it, but we have to come to that level of eligibility. That's an important consideration. 
the level of eligibility is bishoy chariya kabe shuddha habe man tabe the eligibility for entering into these or seeing Rindavan as it is is to be uh, to give up all sense gratification. Mm. So it's it's relatively easy to talk about the intimate pastimes of Radha and Krishna. I mean, we can do something. Information is there in the Gorya literature about that. But we really, we can talk about it, moving our lips and tongue. But really to enter into it, we have to acquire the qualification of being free from sense gratification, even the desire for that. So that is attained by the mercy of uh, Kobe, uh, what is that, Kobe in the Tai Chan? What is that? Goranga Balita, Vishaya What's the next one? Then? Ar kobe nitai chande karuna hoibe shamshara bashanamo kobe tu chahobe. Then this song, is, it's only five verses, but it it's, describes the whole process right, of entering into Vrindavan, which is the goal. So ar kobe, when will uh, I attain the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu? Then I will, then Bishaya Chana, then my material desires, which at the present time seem like a great mountain, uh, they, be, they will become insignificant. And it just won't mean anything. So, uh, yeah. But that doesn't mean that we should know what our goal. We should know. We should know what our goal is. Uh, Radharani is uh, Srila Prabhupada when he would speak of Radha on on her appearance day would say she is the most compassionate. We can approach her. And she will recommend us to. If she recommends us to Krishna, then uh, Krishna will accept us because. We cannot approach Krishna directly, but we can approach through Radha. Therefore, we should pray to Radha. She is the compassionate. She is the compassionate, more compassionate. Or she is the compa- more compassionate side of the absolute truth. Who can be more kind than Krishna? Radha. There's no difference between them. They are in the language of the uh, of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarvatthakur. They. Krishna is the predominating moiety and Radha the predominating moiety of the Absolute Truth. <coughs> is the, abs- the Absolute Truth is male, female or neuter? So the answer is male and female. And we always emphasize Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Ekale Ishwara Krishna Ar Shabhabhritta Jare Joiche Nache Tare Toiche Karinritta. This is an uh, tattvic principle or a philosophical, what we might call a philosophical principle, or, or not really philosophical, but it's a statement of reality that Krishna is the only controller and all others are his servants. 
And as he makes them dance, so they dance. He is the dance, the puppeteer. So that is a statement about reality, which is given in the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. So it's a it's a fact, and it's an unavoidable fact, and either we recognize it or we don't recognize it. And in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami analyzes how everyone is a servant of Krishna, giving evidence from Shastra, how even Nanda Maharaj uh, and Yashoda, even though they are the parents of Krishna, and Krishna takes the role of being subordinate to them. Uh, sometimes Krishna carries Nanda Maharaj's shoes on his head, which is a sign of uh, subordination. Uh, and even Radha, the verse is quoted, that she considers herself simply a, a maidservant, and that we have uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Shikshashtika, the ultimate verse. Not Whatever he does, however he treats me, I, he is always the Lord of my life. There cannot be any other. So this is a, a fact of reality, but uh, reality is not one-sided. And another side is that... Yes, uh, yeah, sorry, I'll just go take another point. That Krishna is this... Who is Krishna? Who is Krishna? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. In the introduction to Krishna book, Srila Prabhupada, he opens it, I'm paraphrasing here. Who is Krishna? Who is that? Often when people see a book like this, they ask, who is Krishna? Who is that girl with Krishna? And Srila Prabhupada elaborately answers, who is Krishna? Who is that girl with Krishna? The girl is Radha. She is uh, inseparable from Krishna. Uh, just like the sun and the sunlight. Atapurahit Suraj Nahitani. Then Radha Virahita Madhav Nahimadi. This Bhaktivinoda Thakur says that. Just as we we don't know and we cannot conceive of a sun without heat and light, the cold sun, the sun is cold today. Now we might say that the weather is cold or the temperature is cold, but we, we don't say the sun is cold. The sun is hot. The sun is always hot. So in the same way, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, I don't recognize any Krishna without. Radha. And he refers to those who worship Krishna without Radha as Agyani, people who don't know, and Abhimani, puffed up. So it's a heavy statement. And it's not one that we want to make everywhere and to everyone. Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. He is the controller of everything. Everyone is his servant. This is to be preached everywhere. This with Bhagavad Gita as it is. Establishing Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But when we read Chaitanya Charitamrita, we can find out that Krishna is subordinate to Radha. Krishna is dependent on Radha. 
Ah, we have to go through lifetimes to understand. Bahunam Janmanamante Gyanavam Vam Prapatite Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samaha Pasukulava. That is the perfection which may take many, many lifetimes to understand that Krishna is all in all. Krishna. Krishna is everything. This literally means Vasudeva Sarvamiti. Krishna is everything. Nothing can exist without Krishna. But we say like that, but it's an almost impossible statement because. It, it, nothing can exist, but there is nothing without Krishna. Krishna maintains everything. Everything is an expansion of Krishna, who is the supreme personality of Godhead. But to understand that and to try to understand the greatness of Krishna, it's very difficult to understand how great is Krishna. But he himself feels himself subordinate to Radha because. Her love for him is so great. And this is, we're in this Hare Krishna movement to understand that we are servants of Krishna. And what is that service? It's service with love. It's not the service of a paid servant. It's not the servant of a forced servant, a slave. But it's service with love. And love to Krishna is natural. Although, unfortunately, we don't find it to be so. But service to Krishna is natural because... Just like iron filings are attracted to a magnet, Krishna, his very name means all attractive. So it's, it's our natural propensity to be attracted to Krishna. But we've got a lot of rust on our hearts, a lot of rust on the iron side. So it, it doesn't become attracted. So Cheto, Dharpana, Marjanam, cleaning up the rust, that's one way it could be put, so that we can be attracted to Krishna. We are all servants of Krishna, but how can we serve Krishna? That is by his mercy that we can serve him, because he doesn't need us. Uh, and then, what is his mercy? His mercy is personified. Of, uh, these, these are not very good terms. It's not that his mercy is some abstract principle which amalgamates into some form. But Radha is... Krishna's mercy. She is the form of Krishna's mercy. And she is more compassionate than Krishna. And her love for Krishna, her service attitude to Krishna, is so overwhelming that Krishna, who is a person, we can serve a person, we can't serve a stone or a block, we serve a person. And Krishna, uh, he, as a person, he he, re, he naturally feels grateful. If someone serves us very selflessly, then unless we're a block of stone, then we feel grateful. And Krishna feels grateful, and he feels indebted to Radha's love. Her love for Krishna is greater than anyone else's. Her love for Krishna is like a massive mountain and the love of everyone else, all put together, is like a tiny mustard seed. <laughs> so, when we say, Radha Krishna, Radha Giridhari, Gira Radha and Giridhari, and your Radha is a very sweet Radha, she's always sweet, but just being this size, 
makes a very more sweet. You can say, I can't say to you, you know, you're at the lotus feet. me out, that's proof right there. <laughs> you're at the lotus feet of Radha Giridhari. <clears throat> and she is undoubtedly very, very, very sweet. I mean, even from our our rusty vision, <laughs> in which even the eye socket is here, and the object on which we focus it is there, and there's nothing in between, but in between there are innumerable material desires, <laughs> which, which by which we don't see, or actually we're not supposed to see, we're supposed to be seen, presenting ourselves, here I am for service. But even despite all those innumerable envious material desires, still we can say, this Radha is very sweet. <laughs> we, we can perceive that. She's so merciful, she can, uh, we can perceive that she is very sweet. Radha is very sweet. She is Krishna is very sweet. Who is more sweet, Radha or Krishna? There's no doubt about this. <laughs> we can say on this day. We don't say that. We don't say. We're not going to go out on the street and say that. Oh, Krishna is running after Radha. But it's a fact. And we don't even say it normally in our classes. The whole world is running after Krishna. Why don't you run too? Let's all run together. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. Take this Hare, take this Hare Krishna mantra. I mean, what is Nitai and God? They say, Radha Krishna Balesh Balo Shange Chalo E Matro Just chant the names of Radha and Krishna and come along with us. We're beggars, and this is what we're begging from you. We don't want anything else. We don't want your money. We don't want your position. We don't want your prestige. You can keep that all, but just come with us and chant Radha Krishna. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the path back to Krishna. Uh, but we don't, we, we invite people, please come with us, join, chant Hare Krishna and learn about Krishna from Bhagavad Gita and gradually from Srimad Bhagavatam and then ultimately to Chaitanya Charitamrita. So all the way through we learn Krishna is the Supreme Personality. We have to learn this. We have to hear it again and again and again. I am not this body. We are all controlled. Krishna is the supreme controller. Therefore, we should surrender to Krishna for our own self-benefit. Unless we surrender to Krishna, we are in, a, in the cycle of birth and death. We are doomed to remain here forever. So we should preach this again and again and again among ourselves until eventually one day we realize I am not this body I'm an eternal spirit soul I am controlled Krishna is the supreme controller it's in my own self-interest to accept that and be controlled by Krishna otherwise I'm controlled by his material energy and then that's it. We're pure devotees. Bahudam Vasudeva Then uh, we get caught. Now, okay, all right. Now, just a little. Okay, I understood. I got it. I got it. I realize. I got it. I am a servant of Krishna. 
I have nothing else to do but serve Krishna. Everything else is Maya. Everything else is useless. Krishna is supreme. I have to surrender to him. All the great devotees surrender to him. And then, just one little thing. Uh, by the way, Krishna is not supreme. <laughs> what? You mean you cheated me all these years? All these lifetimes? Uh, well, actually, Krishna is supreme. But, there's a little bit further to go. We'll, we can read the, uh, or hear of Ramananda Rai. The, the, uh, this is the quintessence. This appears in <coughs> Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. The quintessence of <coughs> Vaishnav theological teachings are given in the exchange between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Rai. In which, beginning at the beginning, the beginning of religious life is Vanashram. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asks Ramananda that uh, sadhya sadhana tattva. What is the goal of life and how to attain it? So Ramananda Rai started off by saying to follow Vanashram Dharma. It's not a wrong answer. It's not intrinsically, I mean, it's not totally wrong. It, it is the beginning. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Eho Bhajya. It's, it's external. It's not really... It's okay. He, he didn't say that this is uh, complete nonsense, but he said, Eho It's outside. It's not, it's not the essence. So there are a series of points which Ramananda <coughs> And then they came to the point that we should go on hearing and chanting about Krishna, uh, dedicating our mind, body and words to him. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, okay, all right, that's good. Tell me something more. And then more, and more, and more. So from the beginning of practice, that we should live Varashan Dharma, a civilized life, according to the principles of Shastra, uh, with the ultimate, Varashan means everything is centered on Vishnu, uh, directly or indirectly, a lot of it indirectly. Uh, come to the point that actually we have to center our life on Krishna only in pure devotional service and then come up more and more and more until Ramananda Rai is quoting from uh, Gita Govinda and the highly confidential exchange. Uh, Gita Govinda is a, a work which in the uh, in chronological time in the in his, although Radha, Krishna, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are all beyond what we consider to be time, that this was written before, composed before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in this world, and uh, describes the ex- extremely uh, intimate affairs between Radha and Krishna, in which uh, Krishna presents himself as subordinate to Radha. So, how do we understand this? It's extremely difficult to understand, but we can understand that God is love, or rather that love is the essence of God's godliness. It's not his godliness, what, what does it mean to be God? To define what is God? 
uh, we can't fully define, but there should, so there should be some definition, otherwise people take it very vaguely, and generally people think it's a non-specific term. But it is a specific term. What does it mean to be God? Well, it means that he's supreme. He, generally it's understood he's the most powerful. He's the controller of everything, the creator of everything. Everything goes, not a blade of grass moves without his sanction. So that's the meaning of God. Uh, but in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's definition, that's, it's, that is not discounted. He is the supremely powerful, the supremely uh, opulent. He owns everything. Everything is controlled by him. Everyone is subordinated. That's understood. But there's one other point, the most important point, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu recognizes Madhurja Bhagavatasa, that sweetness is the essence of God's godliness. And that's why Krishna is the supreme personality of God. That is why. Otherwise, it's quite acceptable to say, or maybe more acceptable to say, that Vishnu is the supreme personality of God. And among various Vaishnavas, there is sometimes there's a, a discussion. It's not much of a controversy, but there is a discussion that some say that Vishnu is the original and supreme form, and Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu, which is quite sustainable from Shastra. Uh, and that's true from the point of view of the power and majesty of God, then Vishnu is God, and Krishna is more than God. How can he be more than God? Uh, well, it's stupid Mayavadis may think like that, but, but it, actually Krishna is more than God as God is generally understood because the essence of God's godliness or what makes him supreme in Vrindavan, which is the supreme abode, in, in Vrindavan no one's even slightly interested in the fact that Krishna is the supreme personality of God. They joke with him. Then Krishna, when he comes back from the pastures, from the forest in the evening, Brahma, Shiva, all the demigods, they come and bow down to Krishna and offer prayers very reverentially. And the cowherd boys come and jokingly, they, they imitate Brahma, they come before Krishna. Who? You're so good. They imitate, they think it's a big joke, Krishna being God. <laughs> because to him, he's just, yeah, he's our friend, come on, he's Krishna, he's Kanai, Gopal. Yeah, they, this this funny guy with four heads and this funny guy with eyes all over his body, they're praying to Krishna. They, they, well, they're stupid. They don't know. I, I threw Krishna on the ground today in wrestling. And he, he had to carry me on his, I, on his back because I defeated him in wrestling. So Krishna's the supreme personality. Yeah, they know. They had a vision of Vaikuntha, but it's, it just doesn't mean anything to them. It's like, what does it mean? Krishna is the supreme personality of God. Yeah, okay, Yashoda, Yashoda. But he's, he's hungry. Give him some food. He didn't, he didn't eat for at least two hours. Come on, he must be hungry. He's working. He's running around behind the cows. So their vision is quite different. But Krishna, the supreme personality of Godhead, who is worshipped in various ways in churches and mosques and in temples, and in meditation, and by sacrifices, by study of the Vedas and other scriptures, uh, he was worshipped in the spiritual world of Vaikuntha, 
as Vishnu, he's worshipped in the spiritual world of Ayodhya as Rama, he's worshipped in the spiritual world of Mathura and Dwarka as Mathura Dish, Dwarka Dish, Krishna in Vrindavan, he runs behind the cows with no shoes on even, uh, which caused Brahma some consternation, he couldn't understand it. But the Vrindavan is the land of love where Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, he prefers to be the... Just like a king, he has his official formal activities, but his pleasure, this is a mundane example, his pleasure is to joke with his wife. He takes more pleasure in the... the when he goes in the court, some subordinate kings may come and say, Your Majesty, we offer you homage, and the, the, the poets may say some hymns, offer some prayers to him, and this and that. Okay. And then he goes in the inner court and his wife says, why do you always spend so much time in the court? You don't spend enough time. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she, she jokes with him and pokes him and say, you're getting too fat, like this, pokes him like this, and he poke her back and say, you're getting too fat too, or something like this. <laughs> So you don't say you don't say that in the court. If you say that, you'll get your head chopped off for being impertinent. But if the wife behaves like that, it's very strange. If the wife is very formal, she should be informal. So Vrindavan is the land of informal love, and Krishna he gets more pleasure from hearing the gopis. Tell him, go away from him. We don't, we don't, we don't have anything to do with you. Get up, get up, get up. They say like that to Krishna. Of course, they don't want him to leave. But in, in a huff, uh, anger, uh, the angry, they become angry in loving affairs and tell Krishna to get out. The Krishna gets more pleasure from that than from millions of devotees praying to him. Krishna, please take me to you. So these are the affairs of love. And Radha's love for Krishna is more than that of all the devotees put together. <coughs> Millions, trillions, zillions, there are no numbers <coughs> to describe. So she, Krishna is controlled by her love because her love for him is so much, he feels grateful. So when you feel Grateful, you want to do something for someone, but Krishna cannot. He cannot. He cannot reciprocate. He feels I cannot reciprocate because the love is so great. She loves me so much that I cannot reciprocate. Therefore, he feels that she's defeated me. I'm great, but she's greater than me. He feels that the the love of myself has conquered me. And therefore, uh, it is a fact in another way, in the most important way, but the most difficult way to understand because we are not in love with Krishna. It's a point, love can be understood by love. I mean, you may psychologically analyze it and Rupa Goswami does that in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, but it is to be experienced. So it's not something we talk about very much, but actually it's a fact that Krishna is subordinate to Radha. And we find that right at the beginning of the nectar of devotion, that, that 
Krishna is supreme, God is supreme, but even higher than God, even more powerful than God, is love of God, because it controls him. But what way does Radha control Krishna? It's not, it's not, you see this feminism in the modern world is so stupid, they just misunderstood, they misunderstood even human psychology, but the human psychology is a perverted reflection of the of the uh, spiritual psychology, where, <clears throat> and in this world, people are interested in power and who be, so empower the women and empower this, and, but they already have the power, they don't realize, but they, how to exercise that as a, in a feminine way. Radha, by her feminine features, by her dressing, by her singing, by her dancing, by her cooking, by the ultimate woman, she totally controls Krishna. So Krishna is the supreme the personality of God. This is to be in this world where we think of power and majesty as being all in all, it must be preached that Krishna is the supreme personality of God. But to go in the inner chambers where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes us to the inner world of Krishna where Vrindavan, uh, Radharani is the queen, and everyone is serving her. Actually, they serve Radha and Krishna. But we know we have to serve Radha because she has so much love for Krishna. Therefore, we don't really even know how to serve Krishna or love Krishna, but we can serve Krishna better through her because Krishna appreciates Radha, he loves her more than he loves us himself. So if we please Radha, then Krishna is pleased. And how can we please Radha? If Krishna is pleased, so we have to serve Radha and Krishna together. And the perfect way to do that is by chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. It's a prayer. First address to Radha. O Krishna, O energy of Krishna, please engage me in your service. And Radha, she has such love for Krishna. And the nature of love is that it's selfless. So she doesn't think of herself, oh, I'm the greatest. She doesn't think like that. She's selfless. So she thinks, oh, someone has come to serve Krishna. How nice. Let me let me see how they can be engaged in the service of Krishna. She's always thinking, someone has come to serve Krishna. Very good. Then Krishna can be served better. She doesn't think that Krishna is totally dependent on my love and therefore let everyone else go away. And there's only a need for me and he. But, no, but Krishna, she wants to bring everyone to Krishna and see everyone engaged in Krishna's service. That is her compassion. So, yeah, it's a... Who can understand? It's not possible to understand by uh, any means except whatever drops of mercy that she may... She's, she's the... an ocean of mercy and any little drops that she sprinkles on us. I mean, she can sprinkle a whole ocean but we're, we're, we are drops. We are drop-like by, by our constitution. We, are, we don't have the capacity to uh, 
be the ocean, to be oceanic in the way that she is. But a drop of her mercy is enough to drown us in the ocean of love, which is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's invitation. So on this day, we, we often hear, then we'll hear uh, prayers to Radha and maybe some pastimes we'll hear of Radha. So this is our ultimate aim, not to, we can't <coughs> artificially jump in there. We have to be free from material desires. But even in this stage where we are, are have so many material desires, as Prabhupada has recommended us, we can go before Radha and pray to her, that please engage me in the service of your Krishna. Radha Krishna means Radha's Krishna. So he is yours, so please engage me, you engage me in his service, which she does through the system of parampara in this world. Hare Krishna. I'll finish there. There's unlimitedly more to say. Uh, Shall we sing one more? Can we ask some questions? You can ask, but I don't know if I can answer. (laughs) You can ask a question, of course. I mean, we should also sing, but just a quick one. You were saying that someone who worships Krishna directly. Uh You were simply quoting Bhakti Vodhavad, someone who worships Krishna directly is puffed up. Both their they're in ignorance and they're puffed up. Well, the word is abhimani, which can be translated like that. But I was wondering... But it it means, actually, abhimani, if you come to think about it, generally we would translate that as puffed up. But it could also mean... Abhiman is, means a sense of self-identity. So, it can mean also someone who his sense of self-identity is not merged into that of being a servant of Radha and Krishna. Let me find the... Uh, can I ask you why you're looking? Because I was thinking, and I, I, I don't want to think, I, I'm looking for confirmation or correction. Because you said puffed up, does it mean that they think they can approach Krishna directly, or is it just a misconception of how things are alive? I'll just I'll read out the song. And again, these are highly elevated topics, but they are our topics. Our we've been bequeathed these. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to this world. He came for the purpose of revealing these topics, Radha, Mahima, Prema, Rasha, Shima, Jagati, Janatoke, who but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu could have revealed the glories of Radharani in this world, which is the ultimate limit of Prema. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, and in disciplic succession, Kaupat has come, and we are here now. So these are, these are the topics which we are supposed to give to the world. We have, of course, we have to give it in a in a uh, realistic way, beginning with Bhagavad Gita as it is, or actually even beginning before that, with give people some prasadam. Um, so what was I doing? I was looking up that song, but I looked up, I looked up the number and I forgot the number of the page. So I have to look back again. So. Uh, 
I didn't find it. Let's have a look in the database. I didn't find it there. Radha Bhajane. Oh. So the song begins like this. Radha bhajane jodi mati nahi bhalo. Krishna bhajane tava akaran gelo. Uh, those who do not take up the worship of Radha, their worship of Krishna, akaran, it means it doesn't have any cause, but in the context we could say it's useless. They didn't really get the point, we could say, to put it kindly. Atapa Rohit Suraj Nahijani, Radha Birohit Madhav Nahimani. Just as we don't know any sun, we can't conceive of any sun without heat and light. So in the same way, Radha Birohit, the Krishna, Madhava, the, the husband of the goddess of fortune, who is Birohit, which means completely divest of Radha. I don't recognize that Madhav. Bhakti Nautako says. Kevala Madhava Pujaye Sho Agyani. That person who worships only Madhav, Radha Anadar Karoi Obhimani. Uh, so, uh, Radha Anadar. It means he fails to respect Radha. And, and it's obhimani. So the word is used obhimani. Which can mean, it generally means someone who's somewhat proud, but it can just mean someone who's, everyone's obhimani, and they, everyone has an abhimana or self conception, <coughs> conception of themselves. So, Bhagavad Gita goes on to say, Kobohi nahi korobi. I will never associate with them. Chitte ichashi jadi braja rasha ranga. If in my heart I want to uh, serve that braja rasha ranga, the, uh, the, uh, if in my heart I wish that there should be the pleasure of braja rasha. You got it up there? I couldn't find it in the Vendavas. You don't have it there. No. Raja Rasharanga. Radhika Dasi Jadi Haye Obiman. If our Obiman, our sense of self-identity, is as a servant of Radhika, Dasi, means female servant. Dr. Taco identified himself as the uh, Kamala Manjuri, female servant. Shigrai Milai Tava Gokulaka. So, by considering oneself the female servant of Radha, one quickly attains Gokulaka, or, or, or gets to associate with Krishna in Vrindavan, who's known as Kana. He's not the Supreme Personality of God, he's Kana. He's, it's a village nickname. Mm-hmm. 
Then Brahma, Shiva, Narad, Shruti, Narayan. These are the na- names of great personalities. <coughs> Shruti means the Vedas. Narayana means uh, well, Lakshmi in this context. Sure. Sure. Uh, Radhika, Pada, Raja, Pujae, Mani. So, uh, they all worship the lotus, the dust of the lotus feet of Radhika. Bhakti Rautaka says, I consider that they all worship the dust of the lotus feet of Radhika. Uma, Rama, Satta, Shachi, Chandra, Rukmini, Radha, Avatar, Shabe, Amnaivani. So according, according to Bhakti Rautaka, the Vedas, the Vedavani, or the instruction of the Vedas, is that all these great females who are mentioned there, Uma, the wife of Lord Shiva, Rama, the wife of uh, Vishnu, Satya, well that's the name of one of the queens, well, there are several Satyas, one is a queen of Krishna herself, Shachi, the wife of Indra, Chandra, Maybe that's Chandravali, or the wife of the moon. Rukmini, they're all expansions of Radha. Hino Radha Paricharja Jakardhan Bhakati Vinotar Magayachara. Whoever, for whoever the the service of Radha is their wealth, Bhakti Vinod, Begs for their lotus feet. So that's the whole song, more or less. I was wondering if it's a play on words, Abhimanu, because Radharani's husband is Abhimanu. It may be. Abhimanyu. Abhimanyu. It may be also. It's not very explicit. Hmm? Does Manyu mean angry or envious or something? Uh, Manyu Manyu is different from Manyu. Manyu is different from but it can be a play on words also, these kind of things can go on. So, uh, yeah, I, just, I would like to spend the rest of my life studying the works of Bhaktivinoda. He's just his songs alone, a great ocean. I won't do, because, you know, there are other things to do. There are many things I'd like to do. But they're a great ocean, tremendous. Great ocean. So yeah, that's that song. One one song of his, which is very important. That's a, that's the first of, of eight songs, the Radhashtakam, which he's given. So many important points are there, such as uh, what is that? Radha Padhankita Dham Jaranam Vrindavan. What is the definition of Vrindavan? The land that is marked by the lotus feet of Krishna. When he says Radha. So, a glimpse into he's he's put his heart into his songs, literally. And many times, just like he says Chitta, he uses so uh, he uses that term Chitta, referring to his own heart, several times in his songs. So uh, this. This should be preached to the world. Who's going? Who is there to hear it? Who is there to? Uh, who is there to understand all these things? It's like, 
He lived in this world, but where was he? Where are we? <laughs> Paul's apart. <laughs> but by their mercy, the Acharyas pull us, pull us up. They, they practically, if we'll just come closer, they'll catch us by the neck and throw us. Because we haven't any other, I mean, we're just so stupid. But they'll just, if we just try to do something to serve, that's our hope. They'll grab us by the neck and just throw us into Vrindavan. As we're protesting all the way. <laughs> so, anything else before we sing? Yeah. yeah. So we can sing this Rad Hey Jaya Jaya Mahatma. Can you ask for it? We can. Why don't we have. Actually, it's better to have a translation before we sing the song. <laughs> Radhe Jaya Jaya Madhava Daite. There's a prayer of Rupa Goswami. And then again, who's, who's going to do a life's work on Rupa Goswami? Someone should be. Okay, you do, you, your life is to study Bhakti Vinod. Someone else study Rupa Goswami. Take me out to GBC. Give me such a sign. Oh, great, yeah. There'll be many people who'll be happy with that. Grab me by the neck and say, Yeah, really. Yeah, actually, all the old men should retire and do bhajan. Yeah. So, uh, Rupa Goswami, yeah, was, what does he say? Radhe jaya jaya madhave dayate. Dayate. Dayate means lover. So she's referred to as the lover of Madhava, which is. Again, if you consider Madhava means the husband of the goddess of fortune, but she's his love. She's more. She's more than. She's more than the wife. She's not a wife, although some say she is. Gokula Tarani Mandala Mohita, among the gopis of Vrindavan, she is the lights. Lights, maybe. Most that one on, she is glorified on. among the that one on. among the gopis of India. This is a little piece of gold. Yeah, it's in Bengal. You get more. You don't. You get more for your money's worth. <laughs> if you don't have the translations, there's like hundreds of songs in there. So what is that song? Radhe Jaya Jaya Madhava Dayate. It's our Iskon songbook. That's right. There it is. Yeah, I can see it better. Okay, so the next line is. The next line. The next verse. Next. Yeah. Next verse. I got them all together. Oh, okay. Damodara Rati Varadhana Veshi. Again, it's uh, it's uh, allegorical language. Is it allegorical or metaphorical? Metaphorical. Metaphorical language. What does that actually mean? She's dressing herself to increase the love of Damodar? Uh, I don't know Sanskrit. Sorry. 
Let's look at the translation. Let's look at the translation. Although sometimes sometimes the translation is not very good. Okay. Do you want to read the translation? Uh, Sure. Uh, The first one too. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Why not? There's actually just two translations. Is the refrain all 